So when I think of underappreciated professions, one of the largest examples that come to mind to me is firefighters. Okay. So, Caden, mm -hmm. thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Of course, thanks and, for having me. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you are a firefighter. I am. How did you come to decide, like, oh, this is something that I want to do? So, actually, growing up, my dad was a firefighter. Aww. So, and my cousin. So, so it's like a legacy thing. Kinda, yeah. So, I mean, I remember visiting him at the station growing up, and. You know, him showing me the trucks and playing with the hoses and we That's have memories so like that. So I was always, you know, in the back of my head, like, you know, this is really cool. And uh, I could see myself being a firefighter one day. And uh, that kind of is what introduced me to it. But actually, my uh, once I got into high school, my parents were like, um, you know, instead of doing firefighting, you could make so much more money elsewhere. <laughs> like, you're you smart. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. you know, you don't have to go into burning buildings. There's other things you could do. Why don't you go to college and see, you know, if there's anything else you're interested in. And uh, that's kind of what I did. And then I realized there wasn't anything else I was interested in. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. Yeah. So, like... Are there any requirements of when, like when it comes to being a firefighter? Like what requirements are there to be able to sign up for this kind of job? So it's gonna differ state to state. Um, being in Florida, I had to have a you know, high school diploma, GED. So you do need a high school diploma. Okay, yep. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, yep, so, um, or a GED. And uh, then, so in different states, uh, it's just fire and uh, not fire and EMS. So the fire and the medical side is separate. Okay. But in Florida, for the most part, to my knowledge, it's um, you have to be dual certified. So a minimum oh. EMT and then a firefighter as well. Interesting. So, mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. So it's not just fires. It's we do. So I'm a paramedic also. So okay. do the fire and the medical calls as well. Interesting. Yep. And so what kind of like training do you have to go through for both of those? So at the minimum, EMT school is a semester, okay. and then fire school is another semester. So you can do it in a year. So what do you learn in the in both of those programs? So I went through EMT school first, and you learn basically uh, basic life support, taking care of the sick and injured, just you know how to deal with medical emergencies, and uh, you know the schooling that involves that anatomy and uh you know dealing with different injuries and people with respiratory issues and you know just anything that people might call 911 for interesting yeah and then fire school so ent school and then you have clinicals and uh things like that but um so i spent some time in the hospitals because just because you're an emt you don't have to work for the fire department right, there's right. you could work for private ambulance yeah. companies and my brother-in-law like was actually an emt before pa cool. school so yep. i that's, that's, yeah. i'm like oh i didn't oh, yeah. even know that was a yeah, part of it yeah yep so um and then fire school is uh so i liked emt school mm -hmm. and then um i was like oh no i really like the medical side and then i went to fire school and i was like oh no this is where it's <laughs> <laughs> this is the better part <laughs> this is where the fun's at because uh it's it's a lot more hands-on yeah you know you're you're outside and you're you know learning how not just to put out fires but there's so much more than just firefighting it's you know using extrication tools for car wrecks you're doing search and rescue you're repelling 
you know, you're doing all sorts of other stuff and that I never even thought went into firefighting. That's awesome. Yeah. So you have like a lot of fun with your job. We do, yeah. Oh, I mm -hmm. love that. Yep. But at the end of the day, I know like, cause like I was a teacher mm -hmm. um, and like it was so much fun and I loved it, but you know, like we didn't get paid anything, which I know firefighters get paid even less. Yeah. Like I feel like firefighters is, firefighting is a, a job and a career where like you literally save people's lives and livelihoods mm -hmm. and homes and families and pets and things like that. But like, it's not really like, you don't really get much out of it other than the satisfaction, so, right? Right. I mean, it has great benefits, a good retirement, um, but starting out, you know, I've been doing it six years now and you, the more that you have on the more that you make over right, time, right. but starting out, yeah. And even now it just, it's really not that In much. Economy? Yeah, right? <laughs> so a lot of firefighters have side jobs. Wow, mm -hmm. that's great. And you guys already have really crazy hours, right? Like what are your hours? Like what does a typical day look like for you at so, the So my schedule is 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Wow. Yeah. And that's not the gold standard, but for the most part, um, generally, at least in Florida, that's kind of how the schedule goes. Now it can be like a case by case basis with like different departments, right. but yeah. So I work every third day. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you spent like just 24 hours at the firehouse. 7.30 in the morning to 7.30 the next morning. Wow. And what is like, what does a typical shift look like for you? So typical shift is I get there and, uh, I get with whoever I'm riding with. So how the um station runs okay and uh, so i mentioned that i do the firefighting and i'm a paramedic also right right so our station has two rescue trucks which are the ambulances and then one fire engine so we have two people to a rescue truck a paramedic and an emt it can be two paramedics but it has to at least be one paramedic right and an emt right and then um the engine has three so you have the officer you have the engineer who drives and the guy riding backwards the firefighter right so we have a few people at our station. So we'll rotate. We have a rotation where we spend time on the ambulances and then we'll cycle onto the engine. And, uh, but what people probably don't understand is I have all my firefighting gear on the ambulance as well. So, wow. if, so if there's like a fire, you know, in our zone, we'll respond on the ambulance and then just hop on the engine once we get there and then we can bunk out and, wow. and get to work. So at uh, any time we can be fighting fire, but we just might be designated to a specific truck. Crazy. And so like, I know that you have to, you obviously for safety reasons have to wear so much gear. Yep. How heavy is the gear that you have to wear to work? My typical uniform is just shirt, pants, boots. Uh -huh. But when we put the fire gear on and we talk about an air pack and SCB, SCBA mask, it's, you know, upwards of 60 pounds of gear. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't even lift that much. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> That's well, like it depends. If I really like am trying to move something that I need, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if it's like groceries, I'm like, no, Avery, it's too heavy. Yeah. So you think about if you know I'm over 200 pounds. Now you put 60 pounds a year on me and trying to carry someone out that weighs wow. that much. Yeah, you have to be in some sort of shape. At That's least. crazy. Yeah. Holy, mo and it can be really dangerous. Like obviously, not only just fires. But sure. some other situations that firefighters might get called to as well. Yeah. So honestly, um, we run a majority medical calls, really. Really? Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. 
So, and th and that's, you know, obviously in bigger cities like New York, Detroit, they just fire. Different. Yeah, they run a lot more fires, but the fires are more few and far between with us. They happen, but it's not every it's shit. It's so human here, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think climate has a lot. Sure. To do with and then also. just nowadays, just with fire protection services, everywhere sprinklers, yeah, and there's certain codes sense. now, it's different than it was back in the day. Well, um, someone sent me one story about how um, they they lived in Europe, so mm -hmm. it's not an American story, mm -hmm. um, but they lived in Germany, and someone came across old war World War II bombs that had mm -hmm. not detonated. Wow. And so they had to obviously evacuate everywhere, and they called the fire department sure, as yeah. some of the people that needed to be on call and help figure out what do we do? How do we evacuate everybody? Like mm -hmm. just having emergency personnel on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, they were called the firefighters to deal with that. Yep. And uh, some one of the, the firefighter that submitted this to me was laughing. He's like, it was absolutely ridiculous because obviously we had to evacuate these apartment buildings mm -hmm. and some of these individuals had pets with them. Mm -hmm. And the number of mothers who had conniption fits because these pet owners wouldn't like give their pets to their children to keep them company or like why can my kid not hold your dog <laughs> or why can my kid not hold your cat why why are you just being so mean to children? give them something to do and to right, play with right, it's like right. ma'am this is not a bad thing to do yeah i We're, mean like, concerned there's that... bombs here <laughs> there's this priorities but have you ever dealt with, like, I mean, you live in Florida, so I'm sure you've seen some crazy things. Yeah, Obviously, there's some crazy Floridians out yeah, there. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Like, we go, you, you just have to Google Florida man and, like, something interesting will Oh, yeah, that's up. usually what you see. Uh, Florida <laughs> man breaks into a zoo, pets the tiger. Yeah, I mean. There's... Adopts a gator. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Have you had any interactions with people when in calls that you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> I don't get paid enough to deal with this? I mean, we deal with all sorts of people, the, the craziest people of the people. I mean, I'll, so one story, just to give you perspective, is uh, there was this guy who, who called us and um, he was calling because of uh, abdominal pain or whatever it was. So we we're taking him to the hospital. And you know, it was just a run of the mill call, no big deal. Uh, we get to the hospital and the nurses, uh, they're like, they started mentioning him by name. They knew him. Must have been a regular. And they asked me, they're like, did you search, you know, his shoe? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that wasn't on my list. When we were checking him out, I didn't search his shoe. And they're like, okay, well, he likes to, um, like, smuggle weapons into the ER. So he had this fixation where he would eat, like, knives, razors, like, uh, you know, anything sharp. He had had like 20 something oh abdominal surgeries. Yeah, that's why his stomach was hurting is because he had swallowed a knife. But I didn't know that at the time and he didn't tell me that. Right. So I was, so they've pulled knives out of his shoes before. And I was like, no, that's not something that we do. Well, they had him smile. And when I'm running on him, you know, I'm hooking him up to the monitor. Right, 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 now right. I'm, I'm super close to him. Well, they lift up his uh, gums and he had oh. razor blades. What? In his gums, yeah. What was the, why? Like, what was he planning on doing? Was he trying no to idea. hurt someone in the hospital? I have no idea. Maybe he was saving it for later. Maybe a little snack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no oh idea. But that was super what? wild. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, you know, there's plenty of more stories like that. But that's yeah. just some of the people that 
you know, we That's run on. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure yeah. you also have people that just make your life that much harder and more difficult. Sure. Or like, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll give you, or do you want to go first? No, or, go ahead. Well, someone sent me a story about how they, they got called. They also worked firefighter and EMT. Mm-hmm. They got called to um, an older woman who fell and couldn't get up mm-hmm. and she needed help. And I don't, I don't know all the firefighter terms, but I guess one of the ladder stretchers that like bent around curves, mm-hmm. that's, they needed it. Sure. Um, and in, it's run by an engine, I guess. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, we have different okay. stretchers right, and right. things like I, that. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know what all the things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, the, and it was the middle of the night and it was loud, but you know, they needed to run the engine in order to like help get her down. She right. was on a, in a building that didn't have an elevator. Yep. And this woman comes up to the firefighter at the truck and goes, excuse me, what's going on here? And he's like, oh ma'am, sorry, there's an emergency situation going on. And she goes, don't you know what time it is? Mm-hmm. And he said, ma'am, we don't, Unfortunately. we don't really get to plan emergencies. Like they just kind of happen as they go. Well, my son has picture day tomorrow mm-hmm. and he's trying to sleep right now. Mm-hmm. And you, this engine is just far too loud. And he said, ma'am, I'm sorry, we have an emergency situation going on. I'm gonna need you to step back. We're not gonna be turning the engines off. Like someone is in need of yeah. help. We're gonna be here. And she's just sitting there having a conniption fit mm-hmm. because, well, I know this lady is having an emergency, a medical emergency, but my son needs his beauty sleep for picture day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna call the police <laughs> if you do not turn this engine off and let him sleep. And he said, ma'am, there are two officers right over there. Yeah. You're more than welcome to go tell them that I won't turn the engine off for you. And she said, okay, I will. And so she goes and she tells them, the cops laugh right in her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it happens, you know. It's um, it's not their emergency, so they right. know necessarily. So a big thing is uh, car wrecks. Uh, oh. You know, you have the whole scene blocked off, and uh, a lot of times we have officers there directing traffic, and uh, you have the rubberneckers, everyone who's watching the wrecks, and people will just drive straight through it, like straight through the scene, and like oh yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. How like, like they see you will have like a car tipped over and then a car on its side and they just right through the scene and keep on driving. Yeah. Oh my gosh. On the roads when there's lights and sirens, the car is supposed to pull over and uh, you wouldn't believe that does not happen barely ever. When we talked to Johnny, the mm-hmm. police, like, he was telling us, he's like, yeah, people just don't pull over. And you just, no. like, he's like, I assumed when I started the job that they would, but they just don't. No. Isn't they that don't. illegal? They'll try to outrun you. What? Yeah, they'll go quicker so they don't have to pull over. That's crazy. I've never in my life actually... Like for me, it's always just been muscle memory. Like, oh, lights, like even if they're coming the other way, I immediately am like, where are they coming from? Am I in the way? Am I bothering anybody? Right, people will start to panic. And then, you know, there's no problem going around people, but uh, you're supposed to at least stay put or you try to get out of the way, not try to race us, yeah. That's insane. I can't imagine. So like, I know something in my content that I talk about a lot is that in every profession, there are always bad apples that kind of make it that much difficult they're that much more difficult for those around us right whether it be like in teaching i've had a lot of experience with that johnny and i talked about that a little bit in Mm -hmm. the police world have you ever seen anything like that in firefighters like i feel like firefighters have such like a positive aura like people don't really get mad at firefighters you know what i mean for the most part if they're calling us it's because they need us for something yeah so um they're generally happy when we're there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we deal with 
all sorts of personalities in the fire service. Yeah. I mean, from A to Z. So uh, makes sense. not every, you know, personality works the best, you know, with each other. You've got the type A personalities, some more laid back. You've got some generational gaps there too, but- um, That makes sense. Yeah, but um, for the most part, we just try to go. You, you might not like which crew you're with that day, but you're just there to do a job. So, that you know, kind of try to, you know, deal with, you never try to, you know, argue on scene. If there's an issue, oh, you try yeah. to deal with it after the fact. And then uh, usually it just works best that way. Well, I, bet, um, I guess, you know, like that makes sense that when, when a lot of these situations that you're in are life or death, mm -hmm. like, and obviously like you have some in-betweens and some that are more minor, but when it comes to life and death, everyone wants the best outcome. Right, you just you know? fall back to your training. Right, right. Mm -hmm. but then sometimes different people have different ideas on what the best course of action is. Cause mm -hmm. like obviously it's far less dire, but even when it comes to like teaching and parents mm -hmm. and like people who butt heads. And oh, like, yeah. I always try to remind people that, you know, teachers and parents, even when they butt heads about what they think is best for the kid, like everyone is still trying to do, do what they think is best. The kid, right. They might just have different ideas and different mm -hmm. opinions about what that is. Sure. So like I can definitely see when tensions are that high, when it's yeah. so dire, when there are literal fires and things like that, mm -hmm. that, you know, right. And there, and there's ideas. a chain of command and there's yeah. someone who's in charge of the scene. Absolutely. So that helps instead of everyone, you know, you might not agree with exactly a course of action that your officer's telling you, but unless there's a safety concern, it's kind of your job to listen to them and absolutely, and then uh, assume that they know they've seen something that I don't or they know more than me, so. That makes sense. Yeah. And something, something that really made me giggle when I was like getting ready for this episode mm -hmm. is someone sent me a little thing from Reddit. Mm -hmm. And it was a, what made me laugh is because I've realized it happened near where I live because I recognize so I recognize some of the road names, mm -hmm. or it happened like near where I grew up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was this lady posted a flyer on the fire department entrance that was like, to whoever this may concern, mm -hmm. I'm noticing that you guys are blaring your lights and your sirens at all hours of the night sometimes. And I don't think you understand that this is a residential area. Mm. So if you could please be courteous enough and not do these at all hours of the night, like people are sleeping here and these roads and these roads are complete, are all neighborhoods. So just please be a little bit more considerate. Well, I would love to not run calls at night. Right. So that sounds right. amazing. So if no, to... if there's no emergencies at night, then that sounds great. Right. I'll keep it nice and quiet. And it just goes back to what you said about like, your emergency or other people's emergency isn't their emergencies. Right, like this yeah. idea of like, well, I'm fine. It's it's or it's now inconveniencing me. Like yeah. your emergency is now inconveniencing me. Therefore, like it's not a big deal, kind of thing. Or not even being able to fathom like something Jessica Vanell and I talked about with hotels is that people can't people who ask for early check-ins mm -hmm. and are told, no, we don't have anything available, can't fathom that it's because other people are still in sure. those rooms. Yeah. Like it's that egocentric mindset of like. Right, I mean, you really just don't have an idea unless you do it. Exactly. Like unless you're, you know, do a ride along or you become a firefighter, you become a teacher, or an officer, yes. you know, nurse, whatever it is, it's, it just opens your eyes to how well, things really are. I even think that just like, you know, taking five seconds and just thinking about other people. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to assume like, oh, I can't check in early. Well, someone else is probably in the room. Sure, or, yeah. oh, fire sirens are going. 
oh, someone's probably Need having help, an emergency. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never been a firefighter, but anytime I see sirens, like, I will verbally say out loud to Avery, oh, I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> like, you don't have to be a firefighter to, sure. like, just be a decent human being. Well, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, but, yeah. That someone might, you know, yeah. other people have things going on. Sure, sure, but, But yeah. do you have a favorite part about your job? Like, what's your favorite thing that you deal with? So, the interview answer is uh, helping people, but, but uh, not, you know, we <laughs> but we're not, but we're, we're not yeah. doing the uh, the interview yeah. answers, um, and, and, and that's, you know, that's all obviously part of right, it. Right, for sure. But um, the reason that I like to do it is uh, the brotherhood, so... Aww. You know, your crew, you spend every third day with them. You spend a third of your life with them when mm -hmm. you think of it like that. So, um, you know, we're all really close and uh, we have fun together. And it's like a home away from home, a family. So that was always a reason why I really wanted to get into firefighting. And then, um, then obviously the schedule is really nice for me. We're able to travel. Oh, we're, awesome. you know, we're able to do, uh, you know, have a lot of time off if we need to. And then... Um, I just couldn't be stuck in an office either. I, I couldn't do a, I couldn't do a nine to five like that. Um, it's just not me. So being able to get out and about, see something new every day, it's, you know, the calls are always different. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, so it's so important because there's so, especially like our generation was kind of brought up. Uh, uh, most people are brought up under this idea that like, nine to five is expected right you have to go through that path and if you don't it's like what are you doing and so yeah. i think that being able to highlight like it really isn't for everyone right. college there's isn't nothing for wrong everyone. with it exactly. and people and people enjoy that and, right. and that's perfectly fine right. too it just wasn't never for yeah, me everyone so. different strokes you know everyone has different like some people some people would love just sitting at a desk yeah. and just doing that all day mm -hmm. and that's totally fine some yeah. people just you know everyone's just a little bit different but do you have any aspects of your job, like if you could change anything, like your least favorite part of being a firefighter? Probably just the sleep schedule, honestly. Okay. The the 24 hours, we're, I'm at a busy station, so we're running calls all throughout the night, and I love my sleep. Yeah, so, I uh, know that. So, I mean, that's, you know, and that affects you on your days off, because yeah. the, the schedule is really good. You know, you work 24 hours on, then you have two days off, but if I'm coming off two hours of sleep, that first day I have off, I'm in zombie mode. Yeah. And then that next day, it's like, okay, well, now I work the next day. So, you yeah, know, I kind of well, have to so prepare rough. for that. And that's so on your psyche. It's just part of it. But uh, I mean, I love sleep. Some people no, yes. <laughs> can, yes. can deal without that. So, and then um, the, some calls, you know, the calls with kids, no one, you know, the calls with oh. kids are probably the toughest parts. Yeah. Luckily it doesn't happen you know, every shift and you might go months without a bad call with kids, but those are tough ones too. Someone told me that their least favorite part of being a firefighter is um, houses with pets mm. because, um, and this like, oh my God, I like sobbed when I saw mm. this because you know I'm a cat person, mm -hmm. but I hear that dogs will usually follow owners out, but yeah. cats will hide. Mm -hmm. um, and so like Avery and I have an emergency plan. <laughs> Good. I want to like, hear it, please. Well, so um, our our if 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 anything were to happen, like 
um, we, we each have our own cat. Right. Like that's our, and they're usually pretty good at like always being around us. So in, if they hear the fire alarm, they do hide because yeah. they don't like the loud noise. Mm -hmm. So Avery's responsibility is Vixie and my responsibility is Milo. And mm -hmm. like, that's all that matters. Yep. Everything else in the house is replaceable, mm -hmm. but they're not yeah. <laughs> by any means necessary. So I get that. he gets her, I get him, and we both know their hiding spots. So mm -hmm. like, that's, that's the plan. Yep. If there's ever an emergency, he gets her, I get him and we get out. There's plenty of times where it's at that situation that oh. the cats are hiding and yeah, we end up finding them or we're searching under couches, looking for animals and uh, you know, for the most part they're okay. But even you think oh, car, good. car wrecks, like oh. ride around with their animals, that's tough too. That always scares me mm -hmm. because like, um, so our animals, they, they get so afraid of the car and yeah. they obviously have a car carrier but Milo would prefer it open, and it always makes me so nervous because I'm like, I don't, I don't want it. Yeah, driving I, ten and two yes. the whole time. And like, you know, intrusive thoughts are always in your brain, of and course. it's like, so like, we always have to be. If I can't drive when the cats are in the car, yeah, because I'm also I get very sensitive to like the high pitched sounds, and Milo will wail. Oh yeah. So Avery, either I have to be in the passenger seat holding his carrier, <laughs> calming him, or Avery has to be there by himself. But I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. But I know that sometimes firefighters get called to some of the most gut wrenching yeah. cases, and there's nothing that can be helped. Like someone sent me another, like the worst call that he's ever been on. Mm -hmm. Trigger warning, really quickly, you know, self harm, suicide, things like that. Yeah. A woman called 911 mm -hmm. from the fire department. Just she was just sobbing, right. and she managed to say, "Help, husband, please." And they just they just sent firefighters sure. to just check it out. Oh yeah, we get called um, all the time on unknowns, no yes. information. So and when they got there there was a little note taped to the door mm -hmm. that she just handed, that she handed them and it said, oh, I'm gonna start crying. And the note said, honey, if you found this, I'm already gone. Mm -hmm. Please do not come into the store mm -hmm. because I don't want you to see this. And she just immediately obviously called 911 and said yeah. he needs help, somebody needs to help him and yeah. save him. And so obviously 911 stayed on the phone with her as firefighters arrived right. and they walked into the room and they called, uh, I don't remember what the code was, mm -hmm. but they just called the code for a sure. deceased mm -hmm. person yeah. and the 911 dispatcher said could just hear her wailing because yeah. she was just so convinced that maybe they could get back there in time. Oh, that's uh, so yeah, that um, shout out to dispatchers yes. because uh, people don't understand that that that's, that is wild oh. that that they're talking to people as they're calling in these emergencies. That's that's a what they, way other, they, what they yeah. do. Yeah, that mm -hmm. that that's crazy. And I, I, I don't think I could do that either mm -mm. Um, because yeah. I just show up like after the fact and they're the right. ones initially getting that info. Well, luckily, I've gotten a lot of stories from firefighters that are a lot more mm -hmm. funny yeah. and fun mm -hmm. and light. Like uh, someone said that their favorite call that they ever got was from someone whispering. And at first they were very concerned. Mm -hmm. they, they were like, hi, um, I need I need help. And because they were whispering, they assumed that it was a very, very dire situation. Yeah, maybe it was an intruder Are you okay? Or something, right? Like, is someone there to harm you? Have mm -hmm. you been abducted? No. no, I'm hiding. Well, is someone in your house? Like, why are you hiding? No, we're playing hide and seek, <laughs> but I'm stuck. Where are you hiding? I wiggled into the dryer and I can't get out. Why are you whispering? Because I don't want her this to find me. This game is serious. Again. There's stakes <laughs> right now. I just need someone. I know someone's going to have to get me out. So someone please send some help for when she finds me. 
I can respect the commitment on this game because you're a trooper. Or someone else sent me another one that this was their favorite call ever. And it kind of came in three parts. Mm -hmm. First part came in, they got the call that a fire was started and it was growing pretty large. Right. They were going to need the fire department mm -hmm. very soon because it was going to get out of control, they believed. Second call came in saying the St. Bart's getting bigger. It's starting to get close to buildings. We really need people here ASAP. Next call came in. Hey, we just found out that these buildings that it's getting close to, it's farms and they've got livestock. Mm -hmm. Like we really, yeah, this serious. is getting very mm -hmm. serious. This is getting very dire. Last call came in. Never mind, we're good. <laughs> the farmer uh, used the poop shedder or something like that yeah. and just sprayed a lot of manure on it and the whole fire went out so we're good amazing amazing you're hired <laughs> we're good yeah. i didn't know that it did that yeah i mean i guess if you throw enough dirt or whatever on it then you just put it out you're smothering it so i had no idea i bet it smelled really bad <laughs> yeah right that on fire yeah oh my god I didn't even yeah that. amazing though that's crazy yeah holy i holy. love that yeah. Well, do you think that when it comes to being a firefighter, there are any kind of misconceptions or myths or anything like that that the general public just assumes? Like me, when I thought that every fire department had a Dalmatian on, oh, you know. <laughs> I wish. If we can make that one a reality, I would love I that. I will try yeah. so hard, just so I can come visit the puppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would make it a lot better. Um, uh, there's misconceptions that uh, all we do is sit around in the recliners all day and really? hang out. Really? think that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, which isn't totally untrue. My dad is at a pretty slow station. And he does not <laughs> run as many calls as he used to back in the day. There's slower stations, but uh, not where I'm at right now. But uh, so, you know... But it's such a case-by-case -case basis uh -huh. because even his slow station that he might be at, they might have a shift that's absolute mayhem. You know, there's nothing to say that they're not going to run, you know, all night, all day, yeah. whatever it is. So that's a misconception. I will say we've had people get upset with us, seeing us in, um, like, the grocery store getting food because they think that we're not running calls and we're just shopping. So what? Yeah. We've had people come up in the grocery store and say, shouldn't you be running calls? You're on duty, this or that. And we're still available. Like we have our radios on, so. That's mm -hmm. great. Like as if you don't have to eat. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> so we're there for 24 hours. So I don't know if people understand that, but yeah, we need, we get dinner for the shift or we get breakfast and. Uh, that's crazy. So like I used to work at a restaurant mm -hmm. and um, we, we used to always have this team of firefighters come in for lunch. Sure. And we just knew, like, they might have to leave at a drop of a hat. And sometimes they did. Yeah. And it was just very normal for us. They would just, like, flag, hey, whatever they would tell the host, like, if they could yeah. see the Whenever you guys whatever. dropped off the check, yeah. they would just be like, oh, sorry, we got a call. <laughs> oh, sorry, got to go. And it happened every single time. <laughs> we couldn't figure out why. <laughs> But no, we just we just knew, and like if the food wasn't all done yet, then we would just stop making it. So mm -hmm. when they came back, it was a little warmer, yeah. or still hot or anything. And if if it was getting cold, we would just box it up for them. Mm -hmm. You know, we knew they'd be back. We just knew it might take an hour or two, yeah. and that's okay. Like same, that's same fine. thing at the grocery store. Hand our cart to someone. They put all the you know cold stuff, frozen stuff aside, and we come back for it later. So. See, like that's mm -hmm. so cool. Like, I guess the the people working together 
and like it's just kind of an unspoken thing of hey i gotta go can you take care of this like that should yeah. be a normal thing yeah it, it's Not really nice holding fire <laughs> for going and, grocery and, shopping and, and, and typically um i mean that that doesn't happen that often it happens but like for the most part people right. are super friendly oh, yeah. all the time well, that's but... something that i talk about a lot that w whether you're a nurse or a teacher mm -hmm. or whatever like most of your interactions with people are either like completely neutral like not good yeah. or bad mm -hmm. and then you have some really good experiences but the, the ones that really like mm -hmm. get you man it's yeah those, i mean it's, it's, it's gonna happen and right. you just kind of say okay yep we'll we'll get back to running calls this or that you just it doesn't matter i mean that, they just I, don't understand they just don't understand i'm floored know? like yeah. i've never actually other than you know you're in my way or you're waking me up with your sirens or i right. want to drive past you like i've never actually heard of people being mad at firefighters well some people are gonna find something to be mad that's about so and that's it with oh, anything that's so miserable so, yeah. so you know when you go on a shift you hope that it's kind of like you don't hope people have emergencies you know no so like what do you do to pass the time at the fire station with the guys i start the shift off and whoever I'm riding with, if it's a new guy or a student, we have students sometimes, I just say there's two things that we need to run this ambulance efficiently. Do you know what those might be? I have no idea. Okay. Absolutely none. I need to be fed and I need to be caffeinated. <laughs> and as long as if I had food and caffeine, we are good to go. We will make all the rest happen. So. I'm ready for like a... Yeah. No. Well, like medicine and things like that no no, no. no, no. i need food yeah and, and well coffee. i thought you were gonna tell me something with like the truck uh <laughs> yeah no the truck yeah the truck needs to have we'll have stuff we'll figure that yeah, out though yeah, yeah that, but for sure me to be a well-oiled machine that's what i, I need that. yeah so, so and then the students are just like okay so fair enough <laughs> <laughs> i'll make that happen so once i have that then we're good to go but um and then sometimes, you know, we might get a call right on shift change when we're swapping our gear off. And, you know, usually we do a thorough truck checkout, make sure we have everything. And then what well, we might be on the road the majority of the day. But those times that we're not busy, um, we do training. So we still train and uh, do different drills, work out, um, play pranks. <laughs> so. so you do get like... You're not constantly go, 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 go for 20 No, hours. no, yeah. there, there, there's time. Um, you know, every shift is different, yeah, honestly. So sure. you, you never know. But uh, usually during the day, up until five o'clock, I could be um, doing computer work if we need to. It could be training. Do you we have, have a lot time. of paperwork when it comes to like? Uh, yeah. Oh, so worst. it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, the paperwork. The paperwork. There are some the worst. people I'm sure that like just sitting at a desk and no. doing paperwork. I mean, for every every patient we run on, there's a report. So, oh. and I'm we're, you know, it's not anything too crazy. I can usually I don't really get caught. You know, have too many reports stacking up. I can usually finish them pretty quickly. But, okay. Good. But um. But yeah, it's definitely the worst part. If I didn't have to deal with paperwork, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. That sounds awful. Uh, I mean, I guess there's like liabilities and things that go into yeah, that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that there are certain times of the year where you get like more calls where people are a little bit more careless or fires are more tend to happen more? Or? So probably uh, winter time, at least in Florida, everyone's coming right, to florida sure, yeah, yeah. so different. so yeah. and then like a lot of um respiratory issues in the uh you know when it gets winter time yeah i feel that up, uh holidays like 
4th of July, New Year's. That's where a lot of the crazies come out, lighting off fireworks, doing things they wow, shouldn't. I wonder who does that. Yeah, probably not you, right? Oh, so I know somebody, um, obviously a friend. Yeah, a friend. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, who you know, they used to get together with other friends. <laughs> And uh, when they were kids, their families would go to another state and get the fireworks that our state didn't allow. Mm -hmm. Obviously not me. Mm -hmm. Not you. For no. sure not. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, for like 4th of July, we used to, I mean, they used to set off the really big fireworks. Mm -hmm. Well, one year... I guess there was like a, a defective firework or yeah. something because mm -hmm. they lit it, mm -hmm. the adults, because um, the uh, the friends were children at the time, mm -hmm. like they were middle schoolers. Right. Um, the adults lit the fireworks and it exploded out the side and came up the driveway mm -hmm. where everyone was sitting. Yep. And um, one of the friends mm -hmm. ended up getting a big old bald spot oh. on their head yep. from a firework and all the parents were like you know what maybe we shouldn't be doing this anymore so maybe not they sound like people i want to be friends with because yeah. that sounds <laughs> amazing oh then i'll tell you yeah. another uh so um a friend's other friends mm -hmm. not not anyone i know different friends um different yeah. friends mm -hmm. um not me, like actually not okay, me, okay. but people I know. Mm -hmm. No one I'm related to or anything. <laughs> no. Um, they were going to the park and they wanted to set off big fireworks. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> there were some police officers in the area that were like, those are illegal here. You probably shouldn't be doing that, especially yeah. in a park mm -hmm. that's a heavily wooded area. Yeah, like, lots of trees. Let's yep. be smart. Mm -hmm. You guys are like older teenagers. Mm -hmm. Let's not do that. And the guys were like, ah, got caught, but we still got all these fireworks. So as they're walking home, they come across a porta potty. Oh, okay. And they're like, you know what? No trees in there. We could mm -hmm. keep this container. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so they put all of the fireworks in at once and light them all up and within five seconds decided oh yeah. no yeah this you can't unlight a... them when yeah. you light them you bet. this was a bad <laughs> idea and uh -huh. the entire porta potty just yep. <laughs> up lame mm -hmm. and they're like we should probably leave man yeah. so they skedaddle yeah. out of there probably a good idea and then they went back the next morning the entire porta potty was just a puddle. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, ooh. Yeah. Ah. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that happens on a normal basis. And then <laughs> on the holidays, now everyone's doing it. So yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you come across? Um, I don't even know if you can talk about these. Have you come across any like, ha, kids, ha, ha moments that turned into a fire department call? Um, there's plenty of fires i've started with you know someone that you started no 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 of course not of course not i will say you think firefighters are super responsible fire safety but we'll be the first ones to do something off duty and be like it's okay i'm a firefighter 
Well, duh. we've got this. Are you telling yeah. me that firefighters are pyromaniacs? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, we love fire, of course. Oh, you know? Yeah, you choose yeah. to run into fire on yeah. a daily basis. Why wouldn't you? Right. Oh my gosh. Yep. But um, I mean, we have the classic kids pulling the fire alarms. Oh all the my time. gosh. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that happens. But usually the kids are really terrified when we show up because they know, oh, no. Oh, no. This, I, <laughs> I messed up. Yeah. This is real. I don't want a consequence. Yeah. I remember yeah. the parent, uh, you know, telling the kid, all right, you got to apologize to the firefighters now. And I'll, I don't care that much. Kids are, <laughs> kids are going to do it. Yeah. And then the kid's just looking up at me with the saddest eyes. Oh. It's like, i sorry and it was like breaking my heart I'm like it's okay just don't do it again <laughs> well i don't know i don't know if this is like real or not but this is something that schools always said and i i don't know if it was real or just to scare kids from not doing it mm -hmm. but i vividly remember school saying like oh anytime this a kid pulls a fire alarm it costs the school money because it requires the fire department has to respond to it. Mm -hmm. Is that a real thing? Do you know? I think it is after a certain amount of times okay. too. Don't okay. quote me on that. No, I'm yeah, getting yeah. roasted by people in the comments. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, if not, then we've told people that too. So <laughs> just to keep just from just doing to do it? the same thing, Bless, keep them from doing it. So so, do you have any moments in your career that are just like super heartwarming? They're some of your favorite moments to just feel good, reflect on, like anything like that. So I have a couple stories. I have one that happened to me not too long ago, okay. and then I have one that my dad actually experienced, which is just a good story. In okay, general. okay, so, I love all them. Um, so a few weeks back we get a call and uh, it's for a public assist. And usually when we go for a public assist, it could be just helping someone off the ground, right. you know, not necessarily hurt, but they need to get into their wheelchair, back into bed. We're running them all the time. Oh. Well, this was uh, a patient who uh, was a hospice patient oh. and uh, was really, really close to the end. And uh, she was actually upstairs. Well, her and her family was there and they're talking to me and uh her husband was there but downstairs and uh they said you know we have we know that she doesn't have much time left we have a bed set up down here you know he can't be with her because he can't get up the stairs so they were like you know i know it's not in your job description really is there any way that you could help get her from upstairs to downstairs so we could all be together and help her get comfortable in bed. And so we said, of course, you know, we helped her. And like I said, she was, you know, you could tell that she didn't have much time left. And uh, so she she was pretty out of it. And, you know, we, we were able to move her downstairs, get her into bed, make her comfortable. And uh, then we ended up leaving, you know, glad we could help. Well, we get a call a few hours later back to the residence for um, someone that had passed. And uh, she had passed. And uh, when we got there, she was surrounded by her family, surrounded by her husband, and uh, they they were just super appreciative. He, he you know he looked at me and he just said thank you. Like they were able to be with her in those final moments. And uh, you know, it wasn't that we did that much, you but know, it, it but so but it made a difference. Oh. And just being able to you know be there for them and do that was a really good feeling. I feel so. like people. 
I have a family member that's also in hospice. Mm -hmm. I've had um, bosses that were in hospice. Sometimes people really just hang on for yeah. those moments where they like feel comfortable. Yeah, I think and, they like, know. They, yeah. they so mm -hmm. know. Oh my God, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm crying. <laughs> oh man, I've got another one teed up too. Okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so, I'm start sobbing. I really okay. like this okay. story too. It didn't happen to me personally, but it, it's a really good story. This is one that happened to my dad and I mentioned that he was at a slower station, the station's on the beach. So there is uh, this patient, hospice patient, and uh, inside his house, there's pictures all over the place, really big surfer back in the day, him and his wife, huge surfers, love the beach, love the water. And uh, he, he was very close to the end too. And um, they wanted more than anything for him to be able to uh, go down to the beach one last time. So they were able to get him, bring him down. They put him on the stretcher, were able to wheel the stretcher through all the sand, get down to the water, and they were able to, and then, you know, they're keeping it super sunny out because we're Florida in the summertime, and they're able to uh, keep him shaded, and they put him down, were able to, his family was all there, put sand on his feet, let him feel the beach again, and... Uh, yeah, he also looked up at, and he just barely whispered it, and he said thank you to them. Yeah, so that was oh really special, gosh. that. And, uh, you know, the family was just so appreciative, and that's really cool that they were able to be a part that's of that so because, sweet. like I said, there's, you know, he's however old now, but there's pictures of him, you know, my age, back in the day, surfing, and, you know, that's what he loved to do. So, and he hadn't been to the beach, and, you know, how, who knows how long. So for him to be able to do that and then to make that happen was really that's cool. So, oh my God, I have chills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so adorable. I love that story, but uh, yeah, it's just Perfect. and and it's again, it's not that they did, you know, they, they did. didn't save someone's life or do anything. It was just Those they were there acts for him. Of yeah. So really, to be able to be a part of that, they do so much, and they are they really are life changing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, but we get called to anything i mean you think it's just a, a fire you think it's a sick person but it could be anything to you know sea world called us one time to really? help them there was a manatee that was caught up and uh um had beached itself basically off the river oh. and needed help you know bringing him back in so we helped rescue a manatee That's basically so which yeah, which is not something that you think you sign up for when you become a firefighter. You yeah, yeah, but for, yeah. but the thing is, is if there's an emergency, you know, it could literally it could be, be anything. anything. Could be a kid that's caught in an attic. You know, or it a could cat be cat stuck in a tree. Cat stuck in a tree. Have you actually yes. ever saved a cat from a tree? No, but I've been training. <laughs> I've been training my whole life for it. <laughs> right, waiting and, for the yeah, moment. And yeah, and when it happens, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be glorious. I don't where that mm. idea came from i don't know <laughs> they climb trees on their own why would they they probably just don't want to come down yeah, they, they don't want you to no, they don't in. want to be rescued <laughs> they want to stay by themselves in the tree no but it looks heroic and, absolutely well yeah. yeah i got a cute little kitten in yeah. and i'm so it look, like looks like the hero of the year mm -hmm. i've had lots of people send me stories about how they you know get called and have to accidentally like deliver babies on the side of the road or mm -hmm. um some, someone sent me this one story that it just turned into a fiasco mm -hmm. of uh, this couple was on the side of the road. 
because the woman was in labor mm -hmm. and she's like, call 911, I need someone to help, come help me. I'm, I can't make it to a hospital. I need sure. medical personnel here. Yeah. And so they called and the fire department was obviously the first to be able to get there. And mm -hmm. they got there and there was a screaming match. Apparently what happened is while the boyfriend was calling emergency services while he was on the phone with dispatch, right. he goes, yeah, we're on this road and this highway and wait, wait a second. Why are there inappropriate pictures of dudes on your phone? Like yelling no. at the lady. She's like, what do you mean? He goes, why I'm looking and I'm looking at the photos on your phone and there's other dudes on your phone. And she's like, well, well you're supposed to be calling 911. Why are you looking at the photos on my phone? Right. How do you know those aren't you? Because I'm not white and there's a white dude on your phone. Oh. Why? I'm not that color. I know. My question is, what color was the baby? That's what that I need matters. to know. Yes, yes. that definitely that, matters. Yeah, I have no idea. They didn't tell me that, but they said that the firefighters arrived onto the scene <laughs> as it was a, well, why are you looking at my phone? Well, why are you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. I was just calling them on one. Nope, you were looking at my pictures. And it's like, well, yeah, we're Jerry marriage counselors episode. today. Yeah. yeah, this is the day on, on today's episode of mm -hmm. what are firefighters doing? We're marriage counselors yep. as we deliver a baby. Right. Multitasking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to. We're all multitaskers. So is there any last minute like tips, tricks, anything that you really want people to know when it comes to your job as a firefighter? Yes. Only one. Okay. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> for hanging out with us thanks today. for having me it's absolutely. been great absolutely thank you all i hope you all have a great rest of your day and hope to see y'all next week bye 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 lovelies mm -hmm.